Hello and welcome back to the first episode for 2022 of the Retrovision Dragons Lair. It is episode 12. I'm once again joined by my good friend, Josh Kepton. Kemo, how are you? Good, thanks, Cameron. Uh, happy New Year to you and happy New Year to all our listeners. Uh, New Year, same podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And also a very happy New Year to my good producer, Liam, over here. Liam Hindle, how are you, mate? Hi, guys. I'm good. Um, I'm very good also because I was given a iced coffee by um, Arnav Pimple in the Macca's drive-thru. So God, shout out to Arnav. Nice. If yeah, only Abby got Bex the iced coffee here. Nice <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, well. But Liam did provide us some finger buns, so that was quite nice. Um, mm-hmm. We are here, of course, as always, thanks to Retrovision, who offer the best brands and the latest technology. From small appliances and white goods, you'll find the very latest from the world's best ba- brands for school, work, and play. You'll find some good bands there, I'm sure. Yeah, I think Paramore do a good uh, audio, <laughs> audio store setup. Um, but, Camo, we had a d- bit of an interesting weekend this weekend with yes. the fixtures. So, um, threes and fours off, which I'm sure a few of the boys were devastated about. Um, extra sure. Friday night out of the <laughs> Chirps, but uh, yeah, ones and twos got on. Um, the 17s and 15s had a real busy weekend, yeah. so uh, one day on the Saturday and the two 2020s on the Sunday for the boys, so yeah, it was a bit of a mixed weekend, I think you could say, for the club. I reckon I would have been absolutely frothing over something like that when I was younger, <laughs> but we never got the chance to do something like that. Um, we uh, Should we just get straight into the AR Advisors round 10 review? I think um, Liam Hindle has yeah, something so he's been busting. I just got a little thing in here. You just um, skipped over that little round sheet, but that's nah, all good, mate. Um, so something exciting uh, new that's coming into play. Um, Spotify have introduced a subscription service, and we're um, sort of taking advantage of that. Um, we're looking to obviously upgrade everything we do. We've got some new audio equipment this year, thanks to um, Carl and the Re- and Retrovision team. Um, but whenever we want to improve stuff, we don't want to have to go to the board and bed for, beg for money every time. Uh, so we're looking to introduce, yeah, subscription stuff. So um, when the um, people who are using Bar and Dust sort of move out of the rooms, um, up in the club rooms, we're going to look to um, move in there and have a sort of media room. So we're looking to build a set for that and potentially, well, not potentially, we're looking to film pretty much all the podcasts. So we need um, some money to do that. So uh, if you look at our, um, on our Spotify or I think any of our platforms where we are, uh, in the description, you'll see a link to um, subscribe. So for $4.99 a month, obviously it's a completely optional thing. You'll still get some great content here. But if you appreciate the content and this and the stuff we do, um, it's just a way to support the podcast and every single cent of that money will be put towards uh, improving the podcast and the media operations. So. Um, I did get a message during the week when the um, we were someone doing some trialling with the paid stuff, and um, yeah, the message was um, we are taking the P one double five. Sorry, like we should emphasize, like the podcast will still be free every week. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think I had Wednesday. a similar message come through. <laughs> yeah. From yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just sort of. If you we'll want come the, up with uh, some extra stuff to yeah. give you if you want to buy yeah, us so a coffee and help us out. Yeah, so there'll be some extra content um, each week. So this week be, we will be releasing um, our practice podcast that myself, Cameron and Ellis recorded last year. So that now was a bit of an interesting was. one. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a bit of a, a bit of a um, I don't know. Can we, swear, can we swear in this podcast? I don't remember. I think we've tried to avoid it in the past. Yeah. We yeah. do have sponsors and such. Yeah, yeah so. a bit of an SHIT storm, but um, it's quite, I think it's <laughs> wait, quite wait, entertaining. Hey, man, that's a swear. That spells out a swear word. <laughs> so I think that was quite entertaining. So that will be released to subscribe this week um, obviously locked you'll see if you go on our Spotify on, or I think on our other things it's actually um, the uh, podcast crossover that's locked so the that's moment, the one so locked at the moment yeah. but that's because I had to lock one so that's probably that'll our be worst 
episode. Apologies to the like, Afro Metal District. Yeah, yeah, so I locked that one because it was our worst episode. So, <laughs> so this week, um, the Practice Podcast last year will be released. The very first time we sat together with mics and recorded. And then from next week onwards, we'll be recording like a 15, 20-minute sort of um, special episode for our um, subscribers. We'll be getting a Facebook group started with our subscribers where they can sort of interact with us and have some exclusive um, sort of interactions with them so yeah Excla- you- interaction with me is not behind a paywall yeah. uh, <laughs> we'll work on some stuff it, it's it, not unilaterally decidedly it, it is. There, there'll be some extra it. content for you and then your money's just going towards um, making podcasts better if you appreciate what we do exactly. and um, it's important to mention the price so four ninety nine a month I believe mm-hmm. so yeah price of a coffee a month essentially yeah, just yeah. to help the show out exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah thank you very much for that Liam obviously always happy and always uh, proud of what you do uh, behind the decks for us <laughs> so thank Hilly. you very thanks, much thanks Right, Camo, let's get into the AR Advisors round. Oh, God knows what round it is because it was all over the shop. I think shop, we'll call it so week 13 yeah, or week something. Week 13, let's go with that. Um, what happened on the cricket field this week? Um, so we'll start with the first grade as we customarily tend to do. Um, unfortunately, the boys, yeah, a bit of a slide before Christmas and weren't really able to address that after the sort of Christmas New Year's break. So um, university came to us on Burrinder on Saturday and weren't able to get the job done um, going down by... Three wickets. Uh, Bondi wins the Tyson and likes to bat. Um, I've seen a lot of Burrinder wickets in my time. That was <laughs> yeah. one of the better looking ones. It was really? like a nice bone dry colour. Nothing really um, yeah, too odd about it. But uh, looks can be deceiving as both teams sort of struggle to 180 yeah. in this game. So, um, yeah, Bondi wins the toss. Um, Isaac and Blair go out. We lose Isaac for 11. Uh, Blair gets caught and bowled. And Bondi nicks off to leaves at three for 50. So, it's not the worst start in the world. But you probably want to get off to something a bit stronger. Yeah, it just, it looked, I mean, I was watching a bit on the frog box and following along at home, but it looked sort of just tough to get in. Everyone sort of got off to a little bit of a start, but you never really felt maybe proper in while you're actually out there. Yeah, um, look, probably typical of a Burrinder, where you'd expect probably a touch on the slower (laughs) side, and so always makes things difficult. But um, yeah, we have Shane Wars and John Sanders at the crease there, Um, those two. Sort of build a bit of a partnership. Um, we lose John, caught a deep mid-wicket. Ellis Cassidy comes out, same thing. Just sort of building a partnership with Shane. But, yeah, we lose Shane, run out for uh, 46 in the 42nd over where we're 5 for 133. So, I don't think there was too much panic in the sort of room. So, there was a bit of sort of right urgency. We've got to get a score yeah. on the board here. And maybe a batsman or two shorter than we have been for most of this season with like guys like Ollie not playing, who's been batting sort of 7-8 and is a top-order batsman, at least in my opinion. Yeah. So... Yeah, yeah, maybe not panic stations, but not ideal. Yeah, so um, yeah, Matt Hanna and Guru sort of come and go, but then um, quite surprisingly, I guess you could say the score actually got a bit of a boost with the ninth wicket partnership of thirty eight between Holty and Vida. <laughs> so unlikely duo. Vida batted beautifully. Like I don't think you call him a renowned batsman, but he was like timing the pants off it and like just sort of showed the top of the boys how to do it. I reckon if you ask Vid throughout the years, he's been critically underrated as a batsman. <laughs> like just or every single year it's like Vid will be batting nine, ten or eleven. Just just you know, throw away. Don't even think about it. But if you ask him, he's he's always had it in him. So I'm I'm not, you know, particularly surprised. I'm excited for it. Well there was one like you know that Damien Martin YouTube video where he like blocks the ball through yeah. cover and it goes for four? Like Vida did the same thing at Burner <laughs> or Saturday. Now we should know that the short cover fielder like horrendously misfielded it. I like, just didn't see it. But, <laughs> yeah, this ball just like raced to the boundary. It's one of the better shots I've ever seen out there actually. So um yeah, thirty eight yeah, thirty eight run partnership. Yeah, to, so um Holty thirty from thirty seven deliveries up. Holty can bat, mate, like yeah. I think he's been sort of lower than his station because we do have that sort of longer tail, I suppose you call it. And he's 18 as well. So He's batted, to be honest, he probably hasn't batted top order much in seniors, but he's been a top order bat all through juniors, always made runs, and he's killed it in twos with the bat when he's played, so... 
Yeah, so 30 from 37 deliveries from Holti and 15 from 18 deliveries for Vietnam. There was a bit of excitement at Zach Ferris potentially getting his first run for the club, but <laughs> yet to happen, yes, unfortunately, for Zach. Another DNB. <laughs> uh, he'll get there eventually. Um, with the bowling innings, which is more sort of Zach's go, um, unfortunately, couldn't really get the early wickets on the board. We probably needed to defend a school like that. So um, Uni's opening partnership was 85, and their first wicket partnership was 44. So they're obviously... Looking pretty comfortable there. Uh, Holty and Ellis were the wicket takers there. But, yeah, it's obviously a pretty tough gig to win the game when they're two for 155 in the 40th chasing 180, whatever it was. They've got a pretty good batting lineup, um, Uni. That's that's very obvious. Um, but I think, yeah, you're right. Sort of you need to get early wickets. And even 190, you needed to get those early wickets to put that scoreboard pressure on. So as soon as they get away to a decent start, it's going to be tough to drag them back. Um, the, day, the game, I should say, did get sort of interesting towards the end. So Vidic takes three pretty quick wickets to sort of build up a bit of pressure, and then Bondi takes two wickets, and all of a sudden there's a bit of sort of tension building around Barando. Like, they still had the game in hand, and they didn't need many runs. But, but you never know. Yeah, you never, never know. <laughs> uh, Dragon slide happened to someone else for once, yeah, which exactly. was actually quite funny. Um, so, yeah, does, the game does get to the last over. Um, Maddie Hanna has one run to defend, so that was <laughs> probably a pretty big ask, but three wickets, so hey. I don't think... I don't think it was totally... No, I was going to say, like, if you take it to the last over, the game's on. Like, yeah, if you, if you might have one to defend, but it's still a chance there. And she's, You wouldn't want to have to be the batting team. You wouldn't want to be the bloke <laughs> next coming in. Yeah, we have nothing to lose with the ball. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, yeah, they just bunt the ball down the ground and get the one first <laughs> oh, ball. Damn. So. <laughs> uh, well, uh, just looking at the bowling card there, um, Vidit, good again, three for 24 from nine overs. Uh, Bondi, two for 24 from his six overs. Uh, Ellis just bowled the two overs, but one for 11, so he was effective. And Holty picked up one for 37 from seven overs. So some decent performances there, but just weren't good enough to get over the line, unfortunately. Yeah, a vid going from strength to strength. Six for just before Christmas, another three for now. Um, maybe something to it, you know. You've got to maybe just throw some people up that aren't taking wickets. They might take <laughs> heaps in the next grade. Uh, bowling depth as ever <laughs> is important. Uh, we'll talk about the grade that Vidic came from, who... Unfortunately, the new year for them um, hasn't really sort of brought a change in fortune. But no. So, yeah, lost to uni by 20 runs there at James Oval. So uh, our producer, Liam Hindle, who's just shot off somewhere, uh, <laughs> won the toss and elected to bowl, actually, at James Oval. So yeah. I thought it, that was a... It was, um, it was quite a dod- not dodgy pitch. That's probably a bit stiff, but normally absolute flatty out there. Yeah, that's what I, that was. Um, green opinion. top, bit slow, doing all sorts. So I I was watching from the start on Frogbox because you know, I've got a Bad lot job. going on on <laughs> yeah. my Saturdays. Um, and then actually made my way up there to watch it because Surly, Surly was channeling Scott Boland there at the start. Yeah, started bloody well, Surly. I think um, his first four overs might have gone for one run. He had five overs, two for one. Yeah, so yeah. He picks up two wickets as well. So you're getting a two for 18. So... Surly, again, another guy's just sort of gone up the grades and playing well. Yeah, he just, uh, I spoke to Liam just before. Uh, he said Surly was bowling unreal, and I, I can back that up. It was unplayable out there. It's sort of a a really good deck for our sort of bowling attack as well, like back of a length, slow it down, and um, restricted 150. That was a really good effort, really. Uh, Jimmy Andrews, another guy, kind of up the grades, picks up a wicket as well. But Uni did sort of look to get back on track a bit, but then... The middle o- middle overs destroyer. Aaron sort of um, Liam Plunkett in the England team. Just the middle <laughs> overs. Uh, Stu Hepburn picks up three wickets. Of course he does to um, leave Uni at six yeah. for ninety nine. There was a there was a no ball. Uh, I think a lot sort of happened in a couple of balls. There it was a bit like um, th- there was a boundary and then a no ball and then maybe a drop catch or something. It was all happening and it was just like Stuart Hepburn, just the star of the show at all times. It's just whenever he's on, something exciting is actually oh, happening. Stu's world, we're just living in it. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, Uni do get back on track a little bit towards the end, but uh, Deck Crowder sort of cleans up the tail. So, 
three wickets for him and Uni all out for 152. So the other good bowlers there, um, Stu Hepburn, three for 39 from his 10 overs and Surly, two for five from his 7 overs. And Liam, there was... We were a bit confused why Surly didn't bowl out. I think the captain might have made some miscalculations. There. Yeah, so... Uh for for the listeners at home, I I didn't hear any of this because I was out helping somebody knock on <laughs> yeah, the door. So, made reference. Yeah. I did, yeah. Um, Surly bowled extremely well in in his first spell. Like I don't know, did you say his figures? What were his figures? Yeah, two for five, two for five. Off seven. Seven. He bowled absolutely insane. I think he had well. two for one or four or five. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, and yeah, I don't. Oh, I guess I'll go through there as well. So, um, Scotty, um, James Scott bowled really really well in his first game or two as well up the top of the order. Um, Jimmy Andrews had another great performance and stuff. Um, yeah, with with Surly, um, he just I, I saved him for the death, but then DC and um, Declan Crowder decided to take all the wickets. So <laughs> poor um, poor Lockie Searle could have picked up a few um, extra wickets at the end, but wasn't to be. It did make me laugh. I was sort of watching there. It was about the fortieth over, and it was like DC and Deck coming on from both ends, and I was just like, surely there's got to be a better way to rotate the <laughs> bowlers than to leave these two here. But they got the job done and took a few wickets. So. Mm. Uh, they did. It's very, very pleasing um, bowling innings, that's for yeah. sure. Yeah, very good. Uh, so they did get the job done. I'm um, uni out for 152, that bears repeating. Um, look, I don't think it's sort of the elephant in the room that batting's been a bit of an issue for that twos team, um, especially without Lincoln. And yeah, not the greatest of starts. Uh, two for 17 with Ethan Smith and Liam back in the sheds. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't an easy pitch to bat on, and they bowled pretty well at the start, I thought. Um, uh, just, yeah, it was tough. I think we sort of got ourselves into a bit of a bit of a pickle I think there was a lot of um it's one of those ones where there's not a massive score to chase so you just kind of go oh, we just got to keep batting we just got to keep doing it and then it's like oh it's okay we lost a week that's all right oh, oh we're a bit behind the unrun, the run rate that's all right and it just sort of Pulls snowballed up. a little bit yeah. from there it was it was quite disappointing um that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If, if I'm honest like I, I respect the honesty yeah <laughs> it could be a catchphrase with this too yeah we, we, <laughs> yeah we had some um we had a good chat after the game and I think the sort of feeling was that there's been games where we were beaten because we weren't as good a side as the other team but this time we definitely sh- should have played better and we have a lot of young players and not not that's yeah. an excuse but it's def- we definitely have a lot to learn from that and and sort of set after the game like we could have gone through there and got bought out for 60 like we wouldn't have learned much yeah. but because of how the game went um, we have a lot of lessons to learn. So I've mentioned it a few times on the pod this year, and it even stands true in seniors that young players can struggle to chase scores, yep. even if it's a small one. As soon as that run rate climbs a little bit, and you watch like guys like Borsy, Ethan, um, even Lakey, Lakey did really well, but you know, these guys are really good players and going to be very good players that just aren't quite sure how to maybe chase it down a total like mm. that yet. But there was a few positives. Yeah, yeah you, that, learned, you learned from it. That's yeah. the positive of these kids who... Um, Obviously, haven't like a, a lot of the players in the second grade haven't no- knocked the door down in in lower grade, haven't b- bust the door down in lower grades. But now they're in these tough situations where we're not winning a lot of games. But they're, I think, like players like Borsy and stuff, will have got uh, gotten a lot out of that game, even though they only made twenty. Yeah. Odds, so, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we should sort of go through the scorecard a little. So, Lakey makes fifty three and Borsy makes twenty five. But apart from that, there wasn't really much shop to talk about. Uh, the boys bowled out for 133. So I DC hit a big bomb. Did he? Was, yeah, it was cool to watch. Yeah. He just rocked back. This bloke was like bowling little, little uh, nibblies at the stumps. He bowled a half track and DC just <laughs> I was hoping he was getting it into the uh, actual residential building there, <laughs> the, the uni building, but unfortunately didn't make it. Uh, take the little wins. Yeah. The team at CY O'Connor Village Pub are very proud to be sponsors of the Williston Dragons. Even though the pub burnt down in June, they want you to know that the fire is not going to stop them and they'll be back bigger and better than ever. Committed to a full rebuild, they'll also be opening a pop-up beer garden and drive through bottle shop, stocking all of your favourites. 
including their delicious Metaluca farm beef and lamb produce. Opening soon, it's a precinct with everything you need for a great day out, post-game celebration, or supplies for an epic barbecue at home. Thanks to CY O'Connor Village Pub for their ongoing support of the Willerton Dragons. Alrighty, Camo, we'll uh, jump through to the juniors because there was a little bit more uh, fun stuff to talk about there. Yeah, no um, no fixtures for our 14s and 13s this week, but our 17s and 15s had a full weekend of cricket booked. Abs- absolutely. How good time the school holidays. I got nothing <laughs> yeah, to do, yeah. like, right, I had Christmas off, now we're playing Saturday, Sunday. Saturday, Sunday, a couple of T20s, three chances at batting and bowling. Unreal. Unreal. So, uh, yeah, one-day fixtures for our 17s and 15s against Junilup or the Centurions. Centurions, Centurions yeah. whatever they like to be called. And then, um, yeah, 2020 fixtures on this Sunday against Centurions and Subi Floriot. So we will start with the 17s. So, um, yeah, up against the Centurions here at home at Barrow. They bat first and make a really good score of 6 for 201 from the 50 overs. So yeah. uh, the contributors there, Blake Third makes 52. Um, I did find it quite funny. Blake Third's batting at number three. <laughs> Uh, Brady Paleythorpe makes 39 and Kyle Roach makes 35. So, really good score there. He's in a bit of a form, 30 at the moment. Um, peeled off a 50 in the threes before last game before Christmas. Made a, made a few 30s. Maybe he's starting to kick on. But um, the I think the 17s have probably been a little bit short on runs at times this year. So, to make 200, they'd be pretty happy with that. Um, so, good bowling performance. Uh, Centurions all out for 105. So, uh, the star of the show here was Yethman Kanangara, who gave 5 for 32 from 9.3 overs. Uh, there was some other... Sort of contributors there, so Braden Lee, 2 for 29 from his 10, um, Ajit Palsing, 1 for 17 from 6, and Zach Blazovic, 1 for 14 from his 5, so a real good all-round sort of bowling performance there. I'm a big fan of dual spinners, and the fact that the Pacers all bowl like 5 and 6, <laughs> and the spinners bowl 10 each, I love that. It's um, reflective of our first grade team, obviously, yeah. have like <laughs> Bondi, Halsey, and Kuro. And Spin to win it, Byron. Yeah, you boys bowl the same up, just wait yeah. um, So yeah, we'll jump into the 2020s, the 17s had... On Sunday, sorry, my computer's just frozen. Bear with me. That's right. The first game was against Joondalup. The first game was against Joondalup or the Centurions or whatever. Um, so, so Centurions and Joondalup are two different teams in the are juniors. They? So yeah. they're yeah, okay. so, yeah. So they're both Joondalup because they, they have so many people. Up yeah, there, they split them in. Two. Right. Good yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Joondalup six four one hundred and seven in their batting innings first there. So um, yeah, can go the star again two for thirteen from his two overs. Uh, Kaida Souza takes two for twelve from four. Uh, Zach Blazovic, one for 13 from three, and Lawson Baker, one for 21 from three. So, 107. It's like a decent score, but yeah, I'd back as the chosen. I'd say it's slightly below par, but it, it's probably you know, very tough to chase down at times as well in the juniors, but um, didn't have any issues this weekend. Yeah, so um, two of our sort of dominant 17s batters, uh, Ethan Smith and Blake Third, sees over the line with 29 balls to spare. So, um, 50 not out, red ink for uh, Ethan, and 31 for 30. Schmitter told me on Saturday that he was just going to go out and try and whack him on the on the Sunday. He was like, oh, I'm just going to try and hit 100 off you know, 25 balls or something. But uh, it's good to see him show a bit of maturity there and actually get through to the end of the innings. Yeah, he told me he was going to try and whack him in the first game and then just shut up shop in the second <laughs> game, make 20 off 60. Um, I think we'll get to that. But he uh, went at a good rate in both games, it seems. Yeah, so our Subi Flory, the opponents in the second game, um, the boys back first make seven for 109 from their 20 overs. So... Uh, Kyle Roach makes 25, and yeah, Ethan Smith makes 24 there. Those are probably the main contributors. Yeah, well, I mean, if, if, if we say 106 was slightly below par, 107, maybe 109 is par score, I'd say, in a under 17's T20. Yeah, so um, Subi Floriot do the job there with 10 overs to go. Um, there was some good bowling performances there, so um, yeah, Braden Lee won for 15 from his four overs. Um, Ajit Palsing won for 15 from two overs, and yeah, Kyle Roach won for nine from two overs. 
Yeah, I mean, they won two games out of the weekend, so can't be unhappy. Yeah, it's a reasonable really. yeah, weekend. But it's just probably 10 runs short or so, and that, that showed at the end. Uh, we'll hop over to the 15s, who batted first in their one day or on the Saturday, and they made eight for 184 from their 50 overs. So uh, Josh Nathan makes 39 not out, and Rajat Deshmukh makes 32. So those boys were the sort of standouts. Yeah, I think that's probably a pretty good score for them. I think they've probably been short on runs as well, I think, from memory over the last few um, games. But that's you do that batting first, you're going to do all right most of the time. And um, Josh Nathan, under-14s player, coming up actually there and making that score, not out. So very good good to see from him. Uh, the Centurions get 170 in reply. So um, Blake Stephen, 3 for 17 from 5.5 overs. And uh, Pavasan Gavender has had a good weekend. <laughs> we'll get to, I'm sure, takes... Uh, We'll start at his Saturday with two for 29 from eight overs. Two for 29 and uh, what? Uh, he only made seven in that one. But yeah, decent, decent bowling effort at least to, to start the Saturday. Uh, so the 2020s on Sunday, um, the boys bowl first and restrict, restrict, oh my God, uh, restrict <laughs> Junior up to 66. I'm glad I got that out. Um, so yeah, the, they chased it down with seven overs to spare. Who I really want to focus on here is Pavasan Gavender again. So he <laughs> takes three for ten with the ball. Yeah. And then the boys were in a bit of trouble early. Um, I think it might have been two for not many. Two, yeah, for, two for 11, three for 30. Yep. Yeah. And then he makes 31 and just sees the boys home. Just Unreal. Run ever. a ball. What a mature innings coming in, just <laughs> going, don't need to do anything too silly. Just need to run a ball. Easy. What on, man? Um, so in the second fixture, the boys back first and make four for 92 from their 20 overs. Um, Deneth Mendes, the top scorer, 21 there. Um, Subi Flyer did that with. A bit of time to spare. Um, that man, Pavasan Gavenda, two for 23 from three overs again, and then a few boys taking one. So probably just had a few runs on the board there. Yeah, he does it all, doesn't he? Maybe there's a bit of, uh, looks to be a bit of fatigue setting in in the juniors come the afternoon of the Sunday game <laughs> yeah. there. Well, won the other two and then both lost on yeah. the uh, afternoon game. But yeah, yeah, 92 is not enough. Yeah. Two, two out of three, Amber, though. Yeah. ESA Sport, making every sporting moment epic. Looking for professional coaching, sport apparel, team wear, or promotional marketing items, including memorabilia? Then look no further than ESA Sport. They provide professional coaching for AFL, basketball, cricket, golf, and netball, and are leaders in providing first-class coaches tailored to suit your requirements. Whether it's a one-on-one session or for a group, ESA Sport have you covered. They also specialise in arranging sports legend appearances to your workplace or sporting club. Whether it's for a fundraiser or a motivational talk, they have you covered. Thanks to ESA Sports Agency for their ongoing support of the Williton Dragons. Uh, and we're back. Thank you to ESA Sport for supporting the podcast as always. Um, if you have a young fella who's looking to improve their cricket over the holidays, who's aged 10 to 18 years old, um, get in touch with ESA Sport uh, through their website or um, go through our Facebook page where there's a link there. Um, there is a junior clinic on the 11th, 12th and 5th, 13th of January. Um, so yeah, between 10 and 18 years old, um, I'm sure it'll be a great time for any young cricketers looking to improve their cricket. Can we get an exemption for blokes that are 25 to <laughs> come down and learn how to uh, bat and bowl? I reckon we'll be able to sort that out. Um, right. Well, thank you very much for that, Lamo. Uh, and we'll move along to uh, the CYO O'Connor Village Pub Senior Player of the Week. Um, I don't. I, I assume we're picking one this week because there was... No, it's not our job. There was a famous debate about that. Yes, there was. But there was slim pickings and I yeah. hadn't... No, I'm muted again. Uh, yeah, yeah, we pick one. Oh, so... Um, so the standout performers, I think we're looking at uh, Shane Warnes with his 46 and 
bit of a schist with his three for 24 from nine overs and his 15 with a stick, if yeah. they're saying. So, so I, I personally thought it was vid. I, I had I had that I down because um, I, I think that the runs probably uh, gave us a chance to actually bowl at something and then took three for... I'll stand up for Shane purely because um, that 46 was a good innings when yeah. not many of the other top order batters threw up and... Yeah, Vid got it last week, didn't he? Yeah, Whenever he did we get it. Before Christmas. Lockie's Hill could have come very close. Had um, had he bowled out, maybe. Had, he, had, his captain, <laughs> yeah. had, had his captain bowled him out, but he didn't. So had his uh, captain can, got the mass right? Yeah. But. Yeah, you can blame... No. Uh, there was no mass so, there, but you so can blame So are joint winnering, or are we... Should nah, we rock, paper, scissors I, I for I like it, or...? I reckon Vid it. Yeah, that's uh, a... I love you, Shane, but... but I think, yeah, um, that's a... I won't do that. So, Vid of a schist, I'll see where I kind of... Oh, Jarry usually selects it, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. We debated this. We'll see what he says, but... All right, well, if uh, if something comes of it, it will come of it. But otherwise, we'll go with Vid. So, well done, Vid, for your uh, back-to-back CY Connor Village Pub Ooh, Senior Player of the Week. Two-time. Two-time. Um, right, we'll move on. So, we decided not to do any senior votes for the Bremer Bay Resort Becker Kempton medal this week. There was some debate about this, but I think, look, the unifying principle of the Bremer Bay Resort Becker Kempton medal is it's all grades. Yeah. And I think it would have been probably a little unfair to... Um, had the ones and twos getting votes when the threes and fours didn't yep. have the opportunity to play. Similar to the T20s earlier in the yep. year where we decided not to. Um, but so what we have done for a bit of a fun a mix up, we've given a three, two, one for the juniors this weekend because they yeah. had a multitude of fixtures to choose from. Yeah, lots to choose from. Um, obviously, this isn't the Bremer Bay Resort Becky Kenton medal. No. Maybe it's the uh, Bremer Bay Resort Liam Hindle. Liam medal. Hindle medal for promising junior. <laughs> 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 I was not a promising junior, so <laughs> but Liam Hind- uh, Bremer Bay Resort, Liam Hindle, cautionary tale. So. Um, yeah, quit so while you still can. <laughs> <laughs> we did come up with a three-two-one each camo. Uh, they are a little bit similar due to very good performances. Um, we'll go with the well three votes I gave to Pavasang Defender uh, for his. Uh, seven wickets and seventy odd runs. Yeah, throughout lots the of runs and lots of wickets. Yeah, killed it. Um, and <laughs> then, yeah, two votes to Yathmin Kanangara, uh, who made it, took five for, and then a couple more wickets as well. And then I gave my one vote to Ethan Smith. Uh, he, he made a fifty and a thirty odd on the on the Sunday, so I thought that was worthy of my one vote. Yeah, I've gone quite similar. So I uh, give Ender three for me. Yeah, lots of runs, lots of wickets, lots of wickets. Uh, Kanangara, yeah, two for me. Um, the Pfeiffer on the Saturday was pretty impressive, but for the one vote, I've gone Blake third, only purely because um, obviously Ethan Smith was playing twos on the Saturday, yeah. so I think that 17's lineup needed someone else to stand up, and he did make an 50 at number three. So yeah, it's good enough for a vote. For would me. he have been skipper as well? Is it? Did we see on my cricket? Who uh, was the skipper with I Ethan? I'm not sure who the skipper is. Uh, it was no, that's the. Uh, yeah, doesn't matter really. I'm not sure. Um, More exceptional radio from your friends of the Dragons. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we thought we'd do the junior player, uh, junior three, two, one, and it came out pretty similar. So uh, we'll move along to the Muleman's junior player of the week, which was pretty self-explanatory. I think this one was quite obvious. So I'm um, Pavasan Gavenda. Yeah. Lots of runs and lots of wickets. <laughs> I don't yeah. have the stats in front of me, but we, we yeah. say before, what a weekend! You get to play three games of cricket and then you kill it in those three games <laughs> of cricket. Like that's just and you're on school holidays. Yeah. Like, oh, wow. just get to go home, do nothing, not worry about it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so congratulations to uh, Pavasang Defender for winning uh, the Player of the Week and getting six votes in the Bremer Bay Resort Liam Hindle Course Retail <laughs> Award. He's the uh, sole leader, and I don't think we'll be giving that any more no. votes. We might have uh, won that award. <laughs> Um, all right, Cam, we'll get into our predictions. And now I've been hanging out for this because... Boys. Liam, Liam oh, play wait, the celebratory sorry. music. I haven't told you to queue up. We're uh, waiting for this. Because... 
We oh, both got them right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <That was great>. <laughs> <laughs> Two correct predictions. Who would have thought? It's, we've doubled our tally for the year in one week, and it wasn't even related to the drags and to the well, great it cricket. It was related to the drags, but um, we both went for Southern Smash-related uh, predictions, Camo. Yeah, we did. So, um, yeah, my prediction was the in-swing ignition to win the Southern Smash. I'm um, obviously a strong Dragons flavour in that team with... Uh, Bondi, Shane Warns, John Sanders, and Lincoln, I believe, in there. Yep, I don't yep. think I'm missing anyone. No. no. So, um, yeah, they got the job done. Um, Bondi was player of, player of the match in the final with, um, I think, 45 in a wicket, and then yeah. Shane got a few runs in the final as well. So, um, And uh, mine was uh, for a drags player to win player of the series, which I thought was actually going to be very outrageous. And then um, they all killed it, and Johnny Sanders comes along. We were trying to get John on the uh, on the podcast yeah. today, but unfortunately, it seems like he's working. Um, Busy but man. He won it through wickets. He's, a, he's our wicketkeeper, and he bowled team up in the power Let's play not jump in front of Bex's say, best. We will so get to that. Um, here is Bex's best. I think no, he's actually changed. brought something Sorry. this week, Cameron. So uh, what have you got? Oh, well, that is a good I point. I thought we changed Bex's best. And also, uh, sorry, are we on Bex's best right now? We we were going to be on Bex's yeah. best right okay. now. So I've done a little bit of work over the uh, over the break, and I've made a little intro for Bex's best. So right, here so we go. It's time for this. It's Bex's best. <laughs> <laughs> Who's better than all the rest? <laughs> Who's better than anyone? <laughs> this week at the drive. <laughs> oh, well done, can Liam. I change it? I want to give it to that. That is yeah, unreal. I'll permit that. Um, <laughs> Very well done. Liam's put more Thanks, work mate. into that than you have in any of Bex's best <laughs> since, so Johnny, Gar- since yeah. Johnny Garza brought out the sausage rolls. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so oh, um, stay tuned for more intros as the uh, as the as the season rolls as the season on. rolls on. But. Uh, this is Bex's best this week. Right. We've okay. got a little sound, well, a little sound uh, bite. Are you going to want the sound bite first? Or? Oh, I wasn't going to. Was okay, no, you, you, Do we no, have a Bex's best double feature? Yeah. Which is good because we had nothing last well, week. I was gonna, <laughs> <laughs> and I was, the week before. Honourable mention to Johnny Sanders mm-hmm. for winning player of the series as a pace bowler in the Southern Smash and just taking the absolute P1 double five there. Um, but what I did go for, and Liam re- reminded me that this was probably one of the best things I saw this week earlier, uh, was... Uh, the shot played in this little clip, Lamb. Oh my word! Now, I uh, <laughs> there was unreal, and it was from our very own Aaron Hardy last night in the Big Bash. He hit a lofted cover drive over six, over over cover point over, for six. Yeah, it was a phenomenal no, strike, strike cover, straight cover. Yeah. Okay, so that's roughly cover point, isn't it? No, no, that's square okay. point. Okay, so that's, Sorry. that's anyway, square color. Anyway, I think there was a lot of sort of <laughs> dragons reactions or reactions across the country similar yeah. to Ishiguro in that shot from us watching. It was an unreal. We I should get it on socials or something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We need to get it up there. Um, you know, Aaron's obviously coming into his own in the Big Bash this year. Yeah, a he's had with a the stick. great week. Um, man of the match with 45 against the Sydney Sixers in the week and um, was very important in getting them home against... The same opponent as yeah, the Sixers last exactly. night. Exactly. So. so loves playing the Sixers yeah. <laughs> and genuinely one of the better shots I've seen in yeah. a long time. So uh, that that does take home Bex's best. So I'm sure he's going to be very happy to hear that. And on the back of two successful predictions uh, last week, Camo, what what have we gone for this week? So what's your prediction for this week, Camo? So um, it was a much should have talked about point at the club this week that he, uh, the threes and fours had the extra week off. Um, I'm sure the boys have been in the gym, in the nets, preparing 
very Definitely. well. Yeah, um, I, yeah. I've had plenty of extra as hits. led by yeah, Cameron yeah. Becker, I'm sure. So um, I think our threes and fours will take advantage of that extra week off this week against Subi Florent and secure a win in both those guys. I like it. I, I'd be very very happy with that. Just quietly. Um, my prediction is based on the Sunday cricket this week, and I am going to predict that the the drags are going to have a trip to the wacker. I think we're going to go two from two on Sunday. And get through to the big dance. So that's um that's my prediction, and I'm I'm really hoping I take a three-two. Actually, I hope we're tied three. Yeah, I hope we're three-three. That'd be a great. I really hope we're. We have to do some sort of content if we make the final. Like we got to think of something to do. Maybe like a live show beforehand. Ooh, that could be fun. Something like that. Just a bit of a build-up. Bit of a build-up. Out on the wacker ground after we get the win. What's that? Sorry. Out on the wacker ground. Yeah, on on a length. We'll just we'll just get a media pass and just just walk out. Even if they don't hand them out, we'll just make our own. Yeah, they won't know. They're not going to stop us. I bet they don't listen to this. <laughs> Blooms the Chemist Bull Creek is proud to be a sponsor of the Willerton Dragons. Located at the Stockland Shopping Centre in Bull Creek, they are open seven days a week from 8am to 8.30pm. They cater for all your medical, health and beauty needs and always at everyday low prices. They are now also available to administer the Moderna COVID-19 vaccine for anybody 12 years and over or the AstraZeneca vaccine for anyone 18 years or over. Book online or simply walk in to do your bit. Blooms the Chemist Bull Creek are committed to delivering caring pharmacy services where your health comes first. That's why they support local communities and Australian charities so you can feel good and give back while prioritising your health. Thanks to Bloom the Chemist Bull Creek for their ongoing support of the Williton Dragons. And, Kemo, what did happen over the break uh, was the Drags had the very good opportunity, thanks to Chris Lagana for the organisation, uh, to be involved in the Toyota Bash for Cash in the Big Bash. So, great initiative, this one. I'm Toyota. I think I just pee out a club, sort of community club around the country, and they um, offer $500 for every six that's hit in a Big Bash game to a club like ours. Yeah, just and so, obviously, I think we came away with, how much was it in the four end? And a, four and a half grand. So, it was um, always going to be us versus the Renegades. I was yep. hoping it was the game, because we played them twice in the space of a week. Yeah. The game before, there was 26 as hit, so we would have got a, good, a cool I was gonna say, 10 grand. And I think the game nice after, the next day, there was like 20 odd sixes hit as well. Like, it was two different teams. Mm. But I was like, you got to be kidding me. We've, we've got the one. It's like <laughs> 11 sixes. But we can't, yeah. we can't, You wouldn't turn your nose up at yeah, four, nine and half, sixes free, for four and a half K yeah. of free money. So. Really not uh, complaining at all. Uh, so um, that money goes into the pitch fund, the Santa Wicket fund? Yep. So that goes into the Santa Wicket fund. Um, and you, if you if on that, if you want to donate to um, the Santa Wicket fund, you just go to wdcc.net.au uh, forward slash Santa Wicket fund, I believe it is. Um, and you can uh, contribute to that. Obviously, we're looking to get some new wickets at Dragon Park. Exactly. And on the back of that, we the, the Toyota Good for Cricket raffle is still running um, and it is still open. So... If you if you would like to help the club, basically, um, go on to this website, send it out to everyone you know, whether it's your mum, dad, your neighbours, your auntie, whatever, and it's $5 a ticket. The first prize is a Toyota RAV4 or something, I think. Uh, there's a bunch of cars on offer. Every single dollar goes straight back to the club um, spent. So whoever buys a ticket and sends it to the Willis and Dragons, it will come through as $5 to us. Um, so I know the Toyota Good for Cricket raffle, they love like putting the ladder up of the different teams in the different competitions. Yes. Um, is there any idea where we're currently sitting at the moment? Uh, well, we're not in the top 10 um, because uh, that is shown on the website and I can't <laughs> see any more than that. Uh, we've got Midland Guildford sitting up there at the top at the moment um, and that's the only other WA 
cricket club. So unfortunately, we need to sort of lift it a little bit. Um, but anything, and pretty much any little bit helps. So mm-hmm. I'm going to chuck something up on the Facebook page in the next couple of days so that we can hopefully get it out there and maybe we can offer some sort of incentive if you can prove that you sold a bunch of tickets to people or something. All righty, Camo, it's uh, time for a, another little segment here, and I've heard you've got something to tell me. Mate, I've been burrowing the way I do. I've been keeping my ears to the ground, looking around. Right. It's time for Sources Say. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Um, let me just let's double-check that. Yep. Yep, you reckon? Hmm. Yep, for sure. So go with it, you reckon? That's my sauce. That's pretty disrespectful to ask me. Okay, I'm going with it. <laughs> so, Unreal. Right, Camo, lay it on me. Cameron, um, one of the best things I've ever been told as a student journalist is, by someone very prominent in the Perth journalism scene, the best ability is availability. You need to be available <laughs> yeah. and have you be ready to meet with people and have stuff ready and all sorts of things. Yeah. So, on my Friday night, I thought, oh, I could geek back, but um, decided to make myself available and I... Actually, went and had a beer and a meal with a few of our friends here from the Dragons. Oh, lovely. So, we arrive at this particular venue, which is, um, I might be giving it away by saying this venue has a quite famous sort of uh, steak sandwich menu. Right, okay. So, yeah. there was um, four of us there, or five of us, four from the Dragons. Um, so, on our table, uh, yep, four steak sandwiches. One individual oh, no. from our first grade team oh, no. opts to go for the snapper. Now, this ordinarily would be unremarkable with me. I have my... Eyes and ears to the ground for these things. I think this bloke's after a contract. <laughs> I think he said, you blokes can all have your steak sandwiches pre-match day, but me, I'm, no. I'm, not, I'm different. To... I just prepared differently. So, <sighs> it was really Jeez. interesting, this. So, I've been burrowing and working. And against, well, I, I think I know the place, but against a very good steak sandwich. A phenomenal steak sandwich. Yeah. And he said, no, I'm going to go with uh, the sort of leaner protein in preparation yeah. for my match day. But well, so uh, I'm going to sort of play devil's advocate here. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. I know right. the the listener might feel so. Can you reveal the 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 place and stuff? Because I don't know. I know CYO kind of village pub uh, has a good steak sandwich, but <laughs> I don't know many other places. That's why I didn't want to say the venue's name because yeah. we do uh, a very good pub sponsor here yeah, exactly. on the CYO kind of village pub mm-hmm. senior play mm-hmm. of the week. But yeah, so it's a venue with a very good steak sandwich. But I don't think okay. that's particularly relevant. I think what's yep. relevant is I was having dinner with four other members of the Dragons, and mm-hmm. there was and they all went the steak four sandwich. steak sandwiches, and this one individual who clearly must be trying to impress people at the whack or something thinks he's better than the rest to, of yeah, us. Yeah, decided well. to go for the snapper. Well, I reckon the s- snapper would be at least a good five bucks extra as well. So the bloke apparently is made of money. <laughs> I think what <laughs> Maybe he he's already it's got an investment back. because like when you get a wacky contract, you obviously get well remunerated. So <laughs> yeah. I think he's paying paying it forward with the yeah, five well, bucks for the snapper to try yeah. to grab a contract. Oh, okay. I mean, uh, it's disappointing to hear, but if that's what they need to do, then mm. that's what they need to do. We all prepare differently. Uh, some of us pay five dollars more for snapper when you could have got a great steak sandwich. But it must be extremely nice. Absolutely. That's right. also so. Well, there you go. I can't wait to see where that comes of that in the uh, coming few weeks, Camo. Um, right, so to wrap up today, it's uh, we, we've been a little bit light on content, I think. It was safe to say, with uh, only two senior games going on. But we are going to preview the T20s for this weekend. Cause we are. It's the finals. It is the finals. So um, we're at Subi Floriot on Sunday. At Flo- yeah, at Floriot Park. So yep. the quarterfinal we played at 10 o'clock where we play against um, Midland. Uh, Scarborough. And if we win, we'll play against the winner of Midland or Subiaco Floriot. We're actually at 12 o'clock. Sorry, so, 12 o'clock. So yeah. the, fir- 
So First Subi and Midland play at 8.45. 8.45 yeah, in the morning. We did very well to avoid that. How's it? Even the Big Bash today was kicking off at like 11 or something. Yeah, so <laughs> It's real big junior cricket vibes that, you know. Um, My vibes are cheer. Yeah. Uh, so 12 o'clock we start at Florio Park. And then if all goes to plan, hopefully we get to play again at 3.30 that afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got Scarborough, which is a repeat, a rematch from our one of our group stages, at least. I can't remember if it was the last one or not. But uh, it was not last one. I think it was a set. No, it wasn't because we played two games. It was the day we lot. played two games. It was the day, however, that Stewie Hepburn took Pfeiffer yeah. in A-grade cricket. Yeah. Now, since that phenomenal debut, Pfeiffer, Stewie has played sort of more of a bit part role with the Premier 2020. He has. So yeah. what I'm wondering is... Does the Scarborough killer come back to the fore on Saturday? Well, also, there's potentially, I'm assuming Aaron won't be here on Sunday, considering he's over east and killing it for the Scorchers. Does Stuart just slot straight into the Aaron Hardy role? I think it's a bit of a like for like. I think it is, <laughs> it is a bit a of a like, like for like. Not quite in um, in body uh, body composition, um, <laughs> but, but in pure cricketing in ability. Pure cricketing ability. Um, Stu Hepburn is yeah like for like. So for yeah, I want to say Stu hit a six over cover yeah. like Aaron did. Because um, yeah, Aaron also made ninety nine not out. I think that day. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. hopefully Stu can combine those two performances. Yeah. Scarborough have a point to prove because um, I think they probably feel like they should have won that game. So mm. yeah, it'll be a cracking game to start off with. I wonder if no, they won't. I was going to say, will they have Cooper Connolly available? He's obviously flown away to the under-19s. Yeah, Cups, no. so. and Philippi and Ty will also be away. So it could be an interesting two set of teams coming up against each other. Yeah, it's a um, big opportunity for us, obviously. Um, yeah, made the 2020 finals at the same venue, I believe, last year. I was at Claremont last was year. Claremont, so yeah, we, we beat, uh, who did we beat? Melville in the quarterfinal, but then um, lost to Mount Lawley in the semifinals. So yeah. definitely, especially because the Colts didn't quite make the finals this year, we um, will be hoping that we get a great result and get to the Wacker because we love going to the Wacker. We do. Uh, love watching the boys the play and, and yeah, it'll be great. And this is a bit of a call out too. Um, all people listening to the podcast and all Dragons fans um, in general, get get down to Florida Park yeah. at uh, what time is the game? 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. We'll be getting some gazeza. No, 10 o'clock? 12, 12 o'clock. o'clock. 12 o'clock. You can get there at 10 o'clock <laughs> if you want. Yeah. You'll have a great watch of Subi Florida versus Midlands finish. <laughs> uh, um, watch out for the dew at that time of the morning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, 12 o'clock for that game and then afterwards um, hopefully we win and make the semi-final. We'll be um, hoping to fill fill the hill. Fill um, the hill. So we'll be getting claim. yeah, we'll be getting some gazebos up on the hill and trying to get like a, a, a lot of dragons um, in the one section and yeah. getting rowdy because we do have, that's where we we do our best work. Yeah. Indeed. I, I think a few years back, I remember the one day final at the Wacker when uh, the boys were having a bit of fun in the Lily Marsh stand. And <laughs> there was a lot of chanting and sort yeah. of big, strong support. So I'd love to get a few of those chants out. A few chants like, oh, Wally, Wally. Wally, 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 Wally. I think it was a little rose. Wally, 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 Arkansas. You bad symbols. You bad symbols. Come on, say good stuff, I'm sure. That and many more. Many, many more. We need to get a song book going. Um, so, yeah, get down there at 12 p.m. at Florida Oval. Uh, yeah, we'll take over the hill and let's get let's get a lot of support down there for the boys, I reckon. Mm-hmm. Um, right, well, that brings us to the end, Camo. It's been a lovely episode for our first one in 2022. It's been real. It's been good. It has been real good. It absolutely so has. Good. Um, and let's, um, let's hope that we can get back on the winner's list on a couple of grades this week, uh, have all four senior grades back in, Juniors on Saturday, T20s on Sunday. It's all happening. Um, Whoa, that's way too loud. And, yeah, so... (laughs) Apologies for our destroying your eardrums. On that note, uh, we'll see you next week, Camo. We've got about 10 more seconds to to fill here. Um, So, yeah, get down on the Sunday. Let's fill the hill. Let's get the boys into... 
the whack of ground for a grand final. See you Sunday.